I'm going to have to train myself not to look at my other camera because what is happening here? I'm going to check out what's going on on Facebook and maybe we'll just trim this off the edge here. Hmm. Yeah, that's weird. Ah, there we go. <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay. So guys, I don't, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking at my GoPro. So I'm not sure what happened here, but basically my camera is not switching over. Something's wrong here. So I've got some kind of technical difficulties I've got to work out with and i can't help myself i keep looking at it because i've trained myself to look at the webcam um so yeah we're just on um we're just on our standard laptop mic or our laptop camera tonight not a big deal it is annoying because well it just looks better right so I'm like is this where the camera is up here yeah okay like i don't even i can't even see where the camera is on on my laptop so Hey guys, uh, okay, so I rushed in here. I've got a bunch of articles lined up for you guys. Um, um, so basically, uh, sorry, I just got a, a weird message on my phone there. Um, so basically, I've got some, I've got some articles lined up, and. Uh, I think something really weird is going on in this area of BC. I mean, like you can't form a connection based on it all, but it is kind of an interesting thing that's happening. And so I don't want to draw too many crazy conclusions, but it is a really interesting thing of what's happened there lately. So if you guys don't know, Light in BC, or uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, it's L-Y-T-T-O-N. Light in BC, like, burned to the ground the other day, 90% of it, and they can't figure out why. And then also, it, it was the home of a controversy where a ER doctor and a medical practice doctor, same guy, uh, he owns his own practice there as well, I believe, um, he refused to vaccinate himself, and he came out about the effects um, that shots were happening on the people there. He quoted one, uh, one patient as saying they would rather be dead. And so that kind of made some news. So I'm just going to set up, Oh, what did I just do there? Oh, I see. So I'm just going to try to set up my screen share. Cause I didn't do it beforehand because while well, I was messing around with the, with the camera, trying to get the camera to work. <clears throat> so I guess we'll start with the beginning. If you guys never saw this, um, uh, if you never saw this originally, um, I'll just go through the original article really quick. Why won't you move? There we go. So. Sorry, I've got some junk on the back of my screen here. And ah, okay. Everything just gets scrambled on this thing. So, so basically, this is from April 26th. Canadian doctor defies gag order and tells the public how the Moderna, uh, 
COVID injections killed and permanently disabled indigenous people in his community. So this is, so this is his opinion of what happened. So for any algorithms that are going to shut me down and say that, um, I'm spreading fake news about vaccines. This is his opinion as a doctor. Just put it out there. His name's Charles Hoff. He has been a medical doctor for 28 years in the small rural town of of Lighton in British Columbia. So he's been a doctor there for 28 years and he, (laughs) he, uh, hold on. Let's yeah, that's what we like. So he's been a doctor for 28 years in this town or village, uh, rather. And, um, uh, apparently it doesn't even have traffic lights. It's so small. So this would be a town where everybody knows each other, right? He would also be dealing with the, um, the reserve that has the name of light in it as well. Um, and so, um, the town is comprised of many indigenous groups and the first nations. So I think this is an American site, so they might not know exactly how to word things. So, When Dr. Hoff was given 900 doses of the Moderna experimental COVID-19 injections, he administered the doses through the Lighten Medical Clinic to those who wanted them. He chose not to inject himself. He reports that the result of injecting 900 people among the Indigenous First Nations community was that two people went into anaphylactic shock, one person died, and several others suffered what appear to be permanent disabilities. He relates how... One of his patients is in so much pain now that she prefers death to life. So what's interesting about that is um, I'm not a mathematician, but I'm fairly certain that if you did the math on this, um, <laughs> I'm fairly certain if you did the math on this, you would see what? You would see that the side effects is 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 pretty bad so if there's one death that's one in 900 well let's just say it was one in 900 across the board one death per one in 900 well one if you vaccinate say an entire two million people that's one in 900 right but when we look at covid deaths you're most likely not even going to get it and then the deaths are much less than one in 900 of that entire group Whereas this, you give it to everybody, and then it's 1 in 900, no matter what. And actually, it doesn't even say how many people he vaccinated, does it? Oh, yeah, he did. He injected 900 people. So he was given 900 doses, gave 900 shots. So he reported the adverse reactions by email to the medical personnel in his community who were responsible for the rollout of the Moderna shots, which included pharmacists, nurses, and doctors in his area, a total of about 18 people, he says. His email expressed grave concern over the side effects he was seeing, and he asked if perhaps they should pause the injections for a while. He reports that within 48 hours, he received a very stern rebuke from his superiors at the Interior Health Authority, accusing him of causing vaccine hesitancy, and that they were going to report him to BC College of Physicians and Surgeons. They forbade him from saying anything negative about the Moderna shots by issuing a gag order against him. Dr. Hoff explains that this is a method of intimidation that is being used against other doctors who have become too afraid to speak out. 
Because the College of Physicians and Surgeons has great authority to shut down doctors' careers or heavily fine them. As he continued to see more injuries the following week, he became very angry about his gag order. He was told that if he had any concerns about the injections, that he had to con contact the medical health officer in charge of the Moderna rollout. He did, but when he did not receive a reply, he decided to write an open letter directly to Dr. Bonnie Henry. That's British Columbia's Dean Hinshaw. <clears throat> She's the provincial health officer in direct defiance of his gag order since he made it public. Here's a copy of the letter. So we won't go through the letter. Um, I just wanted to give you an update on where he's at. There's him talking to Laura Lynn Thompson, obviously. So let's see what else. So here is the update. Uh, is it going to switch? No, it's not. Okay. Um, I'll have to end and switch my screen share. So bear with me as I go through these as usual. got back to light and his patients were coming in with reactions okay so here's a cool comment i've watched a few of his interviews i don't think he gave 900 injections he said he was visiting south africa where he's originally from when he got back to lighten his patients were coming in with new reactions okay that's interesting thanks so let's go through this second article here um so he was removed. This is an update from May 31st. That's interesting. So a Canadian doctor was removed from the hospital duty after speaking out about COVID vaccine side effects. So basically he lost half his income because he's not allowed to practice in the ER. So keep in mind when you go against the establishment, they in the medical world, they punish you. And so, for my friends who are still just deeply in love and moved by health, the healthcare system, could you please, please look at the agendas they're always pushing? Please. I know the people that are watching me already know what my stance is. So, there's that. All right, so... Last month, we published an interview with Dr. Charles Hoff, a medical doctor for 28 years in the small rural town of Leighton in British Columbia. He tried to sound the alarm over the troubling side effects he was seeing in his community from the COVID-19 shots, which included one death. The results of his trying to warn the medical system about what he was seeing are that he was issued a gag order. Okay. So he didn't follow the gag order, obviously. He didn't interview, explain what was happening. And the damage they were causing, putting his own career on the line. There's a link to the article I just read. So, um, where's the stuff here? So basically, following this letter, 
He is no longer allowed to work in the ER department of St. Bartholomew's Health Center due to his views on the COVID-19 injection. He can still work in his private practice. He says, I'm still permitted to see patients in my private practice, which is not under the jurisdiction of the Interior Health Authority, Hoff said. Losing the ability to work in the ER has resulted in his income being slashed by half, which he explained is the price of advocating for the safety of his patients. Like, so this guy is actually acting like a doctor and caring about the life of his, his, his patients. He's seen the effects and he's been disturbed by it and he's trying to come out about it and he keeps getting shut down. So this is a, this is a thing I've seen a lot. Um, just pay attention to this. He had his career ruined for this. Any man or woman coming out and willing to ruin their career um, to talk about this stuff, it might be a good place to begin with that they're might like they might be telling the truth if they're willing to ruin their career it means that they very very much believe what they're saying so why are we not listening to this right so let's see oh wow i didn't even see this this is just some dead people i won't even get into that because i don't know so, losing the ability to work in the ER has resulted in his, his income whew, being slashed by half, which he explained is the price. Okay, yeah, I already read that. Sorry. So, that's it for that article. Okay. Um, I've got a couple more articles here. Um, guys. Now it's starting to get weird. Did you know, do you guys know what else um, Lighten has been in the news for? Um, anyone paying attention to what's been going on in British Columbia with uh, fires and things burning down? Um, and I am, this is speculation. Anything that comes up now about there even being a connection, don't go too heavy into this, but it is really interesting. So, do you guys know what happened to Lighten BC lately? What is happening here? Ah. Uh, oh, man. Peter. Go check out this Facebook group later. I'd love for his first shot. That's another thing. They're mixing shots and saying that it's totally okay, even though it wasn't supposed to be. And we're just doing it like no problem. Just give her, just give her, man. Just do it all. Give them the shots. So I am shiny tonight. Wow. So let's see here. Lighten wildfire. Let's check that out. So, oh, let's do my thing. 
All right. So, Lighten, Wildfire. Witnesses recount train fires in area before the village burned. So, if you don't know about what happened here, 90% of this village burnt down um, uh, right around July 1st, like the end of the end of June. So, this is from Global, by the way, so it's not fake news. Um, let's check it out. This town burnt down. And what is happening here? Okay. So, oh, there we go. As the investigation into the deadly wildfire that destroyed the majority of light in BC gears up, the possibility that a passing train may have sparked the blaze is facing growing scrutiny. Sorry, it's facing growing scrutiny. The Light and First Nation and Thompson-Nicola Regional District have both suggested the possibility, and at least one eyewitness has told Global News they saw a train breaking in the community not long before the fire. So, <clears throat> not breaking in, breaking, using its brakes. So, now, two more witnesses have come forward with accounts of trains in flames the same day fire swept into the community. So, I'm not sure if they're saying there's more than one train that lit on fire that day, or just one train that lit on fire, and multiple people saw it. I don't know how many trains light on fire, but if they're breaking, they would get very hot. It was, uh, I think, plus 45 there that day or something like that. That's uh, Celsius for any Americans watching. Oh, um, <sighs> sorry, guys. So Peter Plumley is dropping truth bombs in the chat here. <laughs> Go check out his comments after. So this is what the eyewitnesses said. Ryan says he was driving through Lighton between 3 and 4 p.m. when he saw flames under a train in the community. When he saw a train up on a trestle, which was kind of in between the freeway and Lighton, and the train was stopped, and underneath one of the flat deck cars, which looked like it was carrying lumber, wrapped lumber, we saw fire underneath one of the cars. Looked to be maybe four feet in diameter or something at the base, he said. Miranda said there appeared to be a fire department pickup truck on scene and a woman walking towards the fire, thinking the situation was under control, he said. He drove on. So that's interesting, just... Trains on fire, there's a fire representative there, there's just someone walking towards it. Walking, not running, I guess. I don't know. I don't know about protocols and stuff. Maybe they're not supposed to run. They're probably supposed to walk because it's safer. So, Gary Phelps then, different guy, told Global News he was just outside the Fraser Canyon community at Boston Bar, about 44 kilometers south of Lighton. On his way home from a holiday... When his wife spotted a fire under the train, on the train tracks the same day. The, this is one's this one's interesting. The couple called nine one one and drove into Boston Bar to try and alert firefighters, but couldn't find anyone. So 
returned to the scene to direct first responders. By the time I got back to the scene, two or three minutes later, it was fully engulfed. The grass was on fire. The trees were on fire. The train was catching on fire, he said. Phelps said that the train that caught fire was southbound, meaning it had come from the direction of Leighton. Now, this is an awesome quote from him. I'm surprised nobody got out and hit it with a fire extinguisher or did something from the train. So, wouldn't someone be coming out of the train and anything? Like, where's the conductor while this train's just sitting there on fire? What's happening? Is it Has it been parked for a while? Did someone come light it on fire? Was it just from breaking? We don't know. The info's not clear enough. So, it's just a train burning on a track and and no one's around it. So... He says, when we went by, originally it was a very small fire, and by the time we got back, it was fully engulfed. (sighs) Phelps said officials with CN Rail and a crew from the Boston Bar Fire Department arrived arrived before he left the scene. Crews were able to put the fire up before it spread beyond the immediate area. The BC Wildfire Service and other investigating agencies have not speculated on the potential cause of the destructive fire. So, possibly two train fires around this town on the same day is weird. It's probably just one, though. But uh, you would think at the time that this happened that these two people would have seen this train at the same time. And then the people... Uh, walking towards the train and seeing it burning, the things that they, the, the witnesses that they saw of the trains being on fire are different things. So that's weird. Unless you know these 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 second people had left, and then the first guy saw it right when right when responders were starting to show up. So there is, if this is even the same area, so that's what I can't figure out. Um, so here we go. Yeah, Federal Public Safety Minister Bill Blair said Saturday it was too early to say what started the fire, but that investigators weren't ruling anything out. So, like, yeah, the Public Safety Minister is involved with the train catching on fire, which is interesting. We are investigating all possibilities. I don't want to speculate on cause, he said. But I did have a conversation today with the Minister of Transport. And we talked about the potential that the movement of rail traffic through these very dry and potentially very dangerous areas could have. And Transport Canada is now working with BC officials and the rail companies to address concerns that have been raised. So, um, I guess if the train stops through BC, the oil stops through BC, which is interesting. Um, that's not great. Um... So that would be interesting. Um, what else? I mean, yeah, the whole thing is weird, man. Yeah, so CN just offering its support, all that stuff. So this is this was an interesting thing. Now, did you guys know um, this would have been a CN rail train? Obviously, we saw that in the article. Sorry. Um, I thought I might be giving new information. Of course, it was in the article that was a CN rail train. So what I think is 
is is interesting. Did you guys know <laughs> everything's connected to him? I'm just going to put the article up. I don't even want to say it out loud first before I talk about it. Because let me just say something. I am not saying that this person sent a train 100% to just burn down a town that had vaccine damaged people there. It seems like a little much consider that they've just been hiding it everywhere else, but this is really weird. Did you guys, do you guys know who owns 16% of CN? Actually guys, um, do you want to guess who owns 16% of CN rail? Anyone we've been talking about lately, if you'd like to comment about who you think owns 16% of CN Rail, you get one guess. I would love to know if you can guess who owns the 16% of CN Rail, and it is the largest stake of owning uh, of owning the this specific rail. So Nov says Buffett. Uh, the Scribbler News, which I imagine is Beth, says Bill Gates. And Peter says Soros or Gates. So yeah, Soros is kind of more of like a front man for things. Um, he's super rich, but he's not like the mega rich. Well, he's, he's mega rich, but compared to the other guys, he's not in there. Well, let's hit share and find out, shall we? Let's see who it is. Because uh, I couldn't believe it. And there you have it. We knew it was Beth. Beth is the scribbler. If you're from the East Coast, go like Scribbler Media, the Scribbler News right now. So, guys, Bill Gates owns the largest ownership stake at CN Rail. Now, this is a great breakdown because it's just, it's not even negative or anything. It's actually very positive. This is from February 4th, 2021. Bill Gates controls 16.36% of CN Rail. He has been buying shares since 2006, I think this article said. And the next biggest owner is um, is Massachusetts fi Financial Services Company with a 4.79% share of the company. So... Um, he owns four times the amount of the next biggest owner. Now, what's interesting is the, sh it's not that interesting, but the shares are split up between Cascade Investment. Cascade Investment is solely owned by Gates. Cascade owns 101,000 some odd shares, the, uh, which is 14.28%. 
And then the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation Trust owns another 13. Uh, oh, wait, sorry. What did I say? Sorry, it's 101 million shares. And then Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation owns 13 million shares, so which is 2.08% of the company. So pretty interesting um, that he owns CN Rail. I did not think that. Um, so people are asking some questions. So doesn't he own most of the farmland in America? Yes, so Bill Gates is buying up farmland. He's buying up railroads. Um, all your means of transporting and distributing goods. And what have we been learning that is coming? What have we been being told by the conspiracy theorists that's coming? A massive supply chain breakdown and food shortage? Isn't it weird that COVID would help that along? And then the dude who's pushing an experimental vaccine on us really hard would also be in charge or own food production and shipping uh like supplies across countries wouldn't it be weird that he's invested in all those facets of life now this article is very positive about it it just says yeah this is a great way to fight against it's a great way to fight against inflation and warren buffett does the same thing in the states he owns a, a massive portion of um Sorry, he owns a massive portion of uh, of a railway in the States. Um, oh, yeah, look, it goes into this. So this is from February. Uh, it's saying that he owns an estimated 242,000 acres of farmland. A little more than half of his land holdings are in Louisiana, Arkansas, Nebraska. Is that about Gates? Um, I think it is about Gates. I kind of skipped... It might be about Warren Buffett, but the point is, is that you have a few super rich people buying up all the stuff. Um, so, yeah, Beth says it's not weird at all. No, it's not weird, is it? Yeah, so basically, we're a tightly knit group of people here who all kind of know the same stuff. Um, look at this comment from Peter. Not surprising. Gates has his investments into so many things. It would take years to list all his holdings and combine that with Berkshire. So, um, yeah, this is a massive thing. Uh, you know, hold on. Let's do this make me a little smaller on screen i like that better um so this is a this is a big operation that he's running and he is taking over every aspect of of your lives and and if he's not there's some other massive company or mega mega rich person buying out that stuff and then they work in conjunction with governments um to to punish us so and make us suffer. Man. I really wish my other camera was working. So. What I will say. About my connection to CN Rail. To the light and fires. To the vaccine thing is. There is nothing set in stone here. Right. 
Um, I am not saying that there is a direct connection, but isn't it amazing that like Bill Gates is, is working in conjunction. He's part of both of those stories because he owns and is involved with so much stuff that one, the vaccine stuff, he was involved heavily in pushing vaccines on the planet. And then to have that town burned down and that's train company that's owned by someone who owns 16% of that company. And then just the weird stuff about like, just the weird stuff about the, the descriptions from the witnesses about what happened with those trains and how, um, there was no one there to put it out. Uh, there was no one from the train there to, to, to use a fire extinguisher, nothing. It is very weird. That's all I can say. I can present you with these articles and like, here's the thing. Go, go, let's go, let's go look for connections. If you guys find connections, send them to my inbox. Uh, anything that you think is weird. Um, I had someone who the, actually the person that sent me this stuff also sent me an article from 2018 that he had to get off of DuckDuckGo. He could not find the article on Google, but it was about the fact that there had been 29 wildfires started by arson in the Okanagan region. Um, from 2014 to 2018, they had 29. Um, so Peter's just saying Buffett and his partner, Charlie Munger, uh, co-chair of the company, Buffett and company mainly invest in old industries like CN, not so much into dot-com things. When dot-com things were hot, look at the value of the stock. Of Buffett's company. <clears throat> yeah, so remember how many millions and billions that have been gained through this stuff. So, but I do want us to be careful with our speech. I think that that's super important. And um, uh, you can't see it, but I'm flipping through a Bible right now because that's what we do when I am done going through articles. Um, so I just found some proverbs on, on making sure that, you know, we're being fair with our speech, things like that. And, um, one of the ones that I thought was really interesting, and this one's maybe not even specifically about digging or about, about speaking, but it says a worthless man digs up evil. Ah, there's the words while his words are like scorching fire. A worthless man digs up evil. So we don't want to be a worthless person, right? So we don't want to be digging up evil, lifting up rocks, looking for evil under every corner. So obviously, as I present what we've just seen, I believe Bill Gates is 100% evil. I believe he's involved with trying to depopulate the planet, right? So, um, so basically I don't, but I do, I'd still do like, <laughs> despite how horrendous I think Bill Gates is, we still have to be fair. And just because he owns shares 
in the company doesn't mean we're allowed to just go, oh, he wanted to burn down the town because that doctor um, discovered vaccine damage, which I don't even know. I don't even know what, what, what purpose that would serve. I just think it's this really, there's really interesting things surrounding this little village right now. It's a little village. It doesn't even have traffic lights and all this really interesting stuff has ha- like has happened around it. And that is, that is weird. Could be coincidental. Could be nothing. Could be completely unconnected. Could be totally connected. I don't know. Um, and I, I would have a hard, like, I don't know what purpose burning the town down would serve our evil overlord, Bill Gates. Um, right. It doesn't seem to make sense. So, uh, I'll just have to scroll through this. Um, chapter 16 seemed to have a lot about speech in it. So I just went to that chapter. Um, look, righteous lips are the delight of Kings. And he who speaks right is loved. Um, so that's that's pretty good. I like that. Um, righteous lips are the delight of kings. So again, this is assuming that the king, I believe, is good. Um, and honesty is still going to be your best bet, right? Now... Uh, and then it says, and he who speaks right is loved. Um, he who speaks right is loved. And so we don't want, when I'm, when I'm making this kind of connection, I don't want, I don't want, um, to be misleading and, 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 and drawing a connection that's not there. Um, right. I just want to make sure that we're, we're pointing out that there's a lot surrounding this little town that just burnt down. There's a lot of interesting things and here's some players that are around it. Um, more information would have to come out, right? So we want to speak about what we can prove and what we can prove is, is that the town burnt down. Eyewitnesses saw trains on fire. Two different witnesses saw trains on fire. Bill Gates is involved with vaccines. The doctor came out and said that vaccines were hurting people really bad in his town. And the town burnt down uh, right when trains were around there that were also on fire. It doesn't have to be related, right? But it is really interesting. Um, There was more. Well, like, here's a good, here's a good thing. So when we make these connections, um, when you get, I don't want to be puffed up with pride, right? So it says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before stumbling. It is better to be humble in spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. So um, I would rather err on the side of caution than jump to any really outlandish conclusions. Um, We don't, 
well, I don't want to jump to like really outlandish conclusions. In fact, I was accused recently of, 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 you know, oh, of, you know, speculating and saying like, oh, I read it here, but I can't remember and that and that. And so that can happen sometimes. I do do that because sometimes an article just pops in my head and I didn't have it saved. And I think I make it pretty clear when I'm going off the top of my head, hey, don't quote me on this. Hey, this might not be true. Um, hey, I think I saw this. Um, but we obviously went through articles showing what has happened there lately. And so it's better to just lay out the information of what happened there. And as more information comes out, we put it together. Um, this is not like a conspiracy theory thing at all. And when it comes to conspiracy theories, like where we're saying, no, there's a mass depopulation effort, that's not conjecture. You can go read these people's literature for yourselves anytime where they talk about us being useless eaters and how they want to get rid of us. So that's not, that's not what I'm doing here. That stuff you can go read. The stuff about Bill Gates wanting to depopulate the earth with vaccines, or, sorry, bringing down the population growth, right? You can go watch that video. So, oh, look at this. There's even more about sweetness of speech. Look, the wise in heart will be will be called understanding and sweetness of speech increases persuasiveness. So this is not talking about false flattery or something like that. It's talking about conducting yourself properly when you are trying to present your arguments, not yelling or screaming. So something that really interesting that happened, if you guys haven't seen it, go watch the interview with Chris sky and David Menzies from rebel. Um, Chris Sky believes some very non-mainstream things about the Holocaust. What he said was that he has Jewish friends. He loves he loves Jewish people. Um, he's not denying that tons of people weren't killed. He did challenge the number of six million people, but he started getting really upset when David Menzies. Um, started saying, oh, well, have you looked at the experts and this and that, right? So he got, he was already kind of agitated because somehow he feels like Rebel has turned on him. Um, but he did not do a good job of keeping cool in that situation and just presenting his side, presenting what he believes, and and being calm and collected about it. He immediately was agitated and uh, it did not come across well. And so, um, if you are going to challenge something like that, that is so widely accepted, uh, and people are not willing, to, like, no one's ever willing to challenge the, the number, right? No one's ever willing to challenge that number. Um, and so, if you're going to do that, you should have some really good evidence, right? And you need to be calm and collected because you're going to get backlash. Uh, especially from a company that is owned by a Jewish person. They're not going to listen to you if you don't have your facts lined up. But he, 
To be fair, he did get blindsided. It was an old tweet that that David Menzies read to Chris Guy. And so he wasn't prepared, obviously, to defend to defend that, but he didn't keep his cool when confronted about something that is very, very uh like if you're going to challenge that number, you're going to catch a lot of hatred. Right? It's just what it is. Um so then there was one more. Um ah, pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. And so again, this is not like a flattery thing. We know that flattery is actually if it's flattery just to make people like you, then that would be a sin, right? Um you're manipulating people and you're 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 probably lying to to make them like you. So that's not what this is talking about. You're simply talking about being sweet of speech. So I I didn't I didn't prepare to go here, but um oh man. So think about this in relation to defending the Bible, um, where it says, um, you know, uh, put forward an argument for the, oh man, how do you, how does it word it? Uh, put forth, um, you would give a reason for the defense, for the hope that is in you with gentleness and respect, right? Um, giving a uh, a reason. Sorry. Uh, come on, man. Yes. Yeah, sorry. It's First Peter 3.15. So let's go there real quick. Because um, it is talking about speech and it's a gospel thing. So we can just transition to that, right? Um. So, 1 Peter 3.15 says, But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Always be ready to make, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. All right, so end, end of story, right? Click, done. End of story, right? Just always, always give a defense. Be ready to give a defense all the time, no matter what. You are on guard. You're going to smash people. Right? No, that's not what it says. It keeps going. It says, um, yet with gentleness and reverence. So that's interesting. And is there a little footnote there? And there is. Or, or fear. Ah, instead of reverence, fear is interesting. So, always be ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. So, first, let's just deal with this. If you are a Christian listening to me right now, can you make a defense for the hope that is in you? Um, and you don't need to go read a bunch of apologetics books. You don't need to have your ontological arguments uh, laid out and um, uh, all that. You need to know the scriptures, right? 
Oh, yeah. Thanks, Katie. She's giving me a good one, too. Let your words always be with grace, seasoned with salt, so that you will know how you should answer each person. Beautiful. Thank you. So, nope. Um, so, what's happening here? Oh, is there another? Sorry. Okay. My chat was moving all wonky there. So, first and foremost, can you give a defense for the hope that is in you? Can you do that? Ask yourself, if you're put on the spot, can you defend the gospel? Have you studied the word to give a defense for the hope that is in you? The hope that Jesus Christ has raised from the dead after he was put to death to pay for your sin. Could you defend that? Could you give a reason for that? And so I would do some soul searching and make sure that I could do that now. The important part is yet with gentleness and reverence. So we are not supposed to be these blunt objects smashing people um, to defend the gospel. And look, I've definitely tried to be a sledgehammer in the past. Um, but I, I, th I think I've, I think I've, does this not come down to humility? I mean, well, yeah, I think, um, I would say it has to do with being humble for sure. Um, of course you, we need to humble ourselves and, and, uh, be willing to be insulted and, um, made fun of and mocked while we're being gentle and kind to these people. Uh, now, before all this happened, I hadn't really been out witnessing in a long time, but I'll never forget. I met this homosexual man who, one, he knew I was a Christian, so he was already not impressed with my existence. Um, but he, like, snatched something out of my hand, but then started talking to me, and he had been drinking a little bit. And I, uh, he basically confronted me immediately about... about homosexuality in the Bible, but also that he was super, super smart. And all he really cared about was that he was smarter than me. And like, he was a U of A graduate or whatever it was. Right. Uh, did you know that I'm like a lab, whatever uh, I work in a lab, I'm a scientist. I'm smarter than you. Uh, I'm better than you. And I think I responded well by just being like, that is all probably true. You are probably smarter than me. <laughs> like, you're probably a better person than I was before I was saved. <laughs> like, even 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 though we know what Romans 1 says about homosexuality, I like to use Paul's tactic, which I think Paul believed, obviously, is that when he says, I am the chief of all sinners, I like to take that humbleness and... And, 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 and try and be that humble 
even though I've failed at it miserably, I'm sure, but that I am the chief of all sinners. So you're probably better than me. You're probably smarter than me. You've probably been nicer to your mom than me. You're probably nicer. You've probably been nicer to your uh, homosexual partner um, than I've been to my wife, even. Like, I don't care. Yeah, oh yeah. The I am more educated than you, this is something I hear a lot in university. Oh yeah. It's it's big. Um, you know, it's funny, before this, I would actually hear that a lot, that kind of attitude from people in nursing uh, who, who attended my church. And um, a lot of this stuff has been a real eye-opener for them because... They realize, and after grilling them, like, say, the vaccine issue, for example, basically, there's this meme going around on the internet where it'll be, like, how scientists study vaccines, and it's, like, you know, a lady, like, squirting something into a lab beaker, right? And then it's, like, how anti-vaxxers research, and it's, like, a lady sitting on the toilet looking at her phone, and it's, like, okay, so there's peer-reviewed journals on the internet, right? Like, you can go read about vaccine side effects on the internet and you could do it sitting on your toilet. Um, so what's wrong with that? What's wrong with reading articles on your toilet? It doesn't even make sense. Um, um, how that was a weird place jumping in a live feed. Why are we talking about homosexuality? Well, because it's a biblically relevant topic. Uh, first of all, um, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, <laughs> but, um, no. So if you go back and watch the video, uh, right before you jumped in, Connie, you'll see that I, um, was just talking about a, a gay man that I talked to in the past who he, he really wanted to belittle me, really wanted to belittle, belittle me because of my beliefs and obviously my beliefs about what he's doing. Um, Oh man, you know what I should have talked about? Speaking of this subject, is the um, is the San Francisco gay men's choir wanting to come for your children? We should talk about that next time. I'll deal with that next time, because my wife said something really profound about that that I liked. Um, was if 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 they're born that way, how can they? how can they convert your children and come for them? That would be an omission by the gay men's choir, uh, that they're not born that way. That's what he's saying. So, so basically back to the, I'm more educated than you stuff. The nurses that I'm friends with, and like a lot of them have changed how they approach things. They, I think that a lot of them have figured out that, yeah, you, you can know things about vaccines. Um, you can know about vaccines and stuff because doctors put their info on the internet for you to read. And, and so when you're in school, you're simply studying what you've been given, right? So you don't have time a lot of the time to look up info, you, you don't have time to look up the info um, 
generated uh sorry i i was gonna say generated by your wife because i just read the 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 comment in the comment section it messed me up but you don't have time to go do your own research you've just got to learn the material so you can spit it back at them so you can pass so i've been talked down to a lot over the last several years um because of my stance on a lot of things um because i've been considered anti-science and i don't care it doesn't matter to me um we've had to we've had to do this stuff a lot we've had to deal with backlash a lot and it's been awesome and i've said this before is how many people are now more skeptical of the medical uh of of these medical practices that they're pushing on us there's still people like you know i i i I'm friends with a guy. He's like, oh yeah, I give DTAP all the time still. And it's like, well, I'm not telling you to quit your job, but I just think DTAP's actually really bad for you. But probably not a big deal if you're an adult, honestly. Uh, it's probably not going to affect you as much as an adult unless it's linked to like autoimmune disorders or something. Uh, but I haven't really looked into DTAP for a long time. A lot of this stuff, one thing that you learn is that a lot of this stuff... You research it, you go, I don't like that, I don't want to put, I'm not putting that in my body. And then as the years go by, you remember, I don't want to put that in my body, but you don't have all the arguments anymore. So I've actually saved some to my phone, which is hilarious. Uh, so I can whip out all this stuff about like aborted fetal cells and cell lines and that stuff. I've got it saved to my phone. <laughs> uh, but, but, um, Even then, even dealing with those people, that's a great point, actually. Um, wow, Devin, you're smart. No, um, but that um, when you're talking to these people that uh, that think they're smarter than you and th and think they're more educated than you, be humble. You are smarter than me. You are edu more educated than me. You're in training to be an RN. You're probably way smarter than me. I would trust you for a whole bunch of stuff over myself but there's also things that one you don't have the time to look up i do and i go down the web on the internet right um and i find these things you find these weird things about the history of polio for example that is really weird uh, i'm not gonna say what that is because i don't want everything i don't want the i don't you know i don't want to have to change the whole video later but these are those things or there there are things out there that you just you look up and you you research and you and you can do that on your own um i've been told in the past by a teacher who was just wow an avid marxist um that there is no replacement for for like dedicated post-secondary learning and it's like yeah there is no there is no replacement for being put into an indoctrination camp where you are brainwashed for four years to believe and think and do things a certain way i guarantee you there's no replacement for that um actually we had a great discussion and it ended with him saying something like the Bible I have on my desk, that's what he, like his desk, um, is not the Bible that the early church had. And that is completely fiction. That's not true. 
Um, I said, it's called Codex Sinaiticus. You can look it up. It's the oldest intact Greek Bible on the planet. And there's extra books in there. It's not, it's not just a Bible. Um, but it's the basically the whole New Testament, I think, and a whole bunch of the Greek Old Testament. Um, it's 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 actually it's an amazing it's an amazing artifact, and it shows you that yes, you do have the same Bible as the early church. You do have the same canon as the early church. You have the same texts as the early church, but. Because he was so stuck in his line of thinking, he couldn't even wrap his head around that. I told him, let's have a public debate. Do you think that your school would allow us to organize a debate? Um, and I will debate that thesis. Is the Bible that I currently hold the same Bible that they had in, I think I said, oh, we'll make it 300 A.D.? Let's make it 300 AD. I will do that debate publicly. He said, there's no way that they'd ever allow that. And I was like, okay, but let's debate. Let's debate it publicly anyway. Let's set it up. He didn't want to because he can't. But um, he's one of the only people I've ever actually blocked from the internet. Uh, it's very rare for me to do that, but I just, I needed a break for a really long time, like two years. And then, so yeah. But um because some people just push your nerves and they cause you to sin in your anger. And I, he was, he was up there. He literally said the, the NDP, the, which if you're from America, the NDP is like, mm, they'd be like, the NDP is the political, like the political left um, like they'd be like the squad group of the Democrats, right? So to compare it to American politics, you know, we've got our three main parties, the conservatives, which are centrist left. Then you've got the liberal party, which is far left. And then you've got the NDP party, which is far, far left. So basically the NDP is just the the like they're all alexandria ocasio cortez basically if you don't if to relate it to something they're all ilhan omar and 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 aoc that's basically the whole party so yes they're the far left of the democrat party so yeah like they're just aoc and ilhan omar so he said that that party is the party of christ and I was like, I'm, I'm over. It's over. I can't even do it anymore. Yeah. So Sam says conspiracy theorists are more willing to learn differing perspectives, more willing to read many different ideals, whether they agree or not. Exactly. I will read something. I'm like, I'm willing to crack open the web and be like, you know, oh, why is this entire group of people? actually worshiping satan and then be like all right i got a couple hours let's check it out let's see why they're all worshiping satan right like or whatever it is right or like i've listened to um something i'd actually want to research is because it Im immediately makes me think it's communism but have you guys seen i think it's in denmark or um iceland they cut their work week down to 35 hour work weeks but they 
So say you make $30 an hour, they upped it to like 38 something, whatever it would be, or 33, I don't, I can't, I'm not good at math. They upped it to like 33 something so that you would, um, so that you would make the same amount uh, as 40 hours and they trimmed it down and they said production has gone through the roof. Um, so they're actually, the, the businesses are doing better. Now, I don't know if that's true. I have no idea if it's true, but I'm willing to look into it because my gut instinct is, is that's just commie nonsense, but it could be true. So I'm willing to look into it. I'm willing to read the other side. I'm willing. And I think, I think that that's, I think that that's true among conspiracy theorists is to be willing to read things that make us uncomfortable. Like, look, I know it's touchy. I don't even know what I believe on the subject. But as I brought up earlier, Chris Sky talked about why he doesn't think it was six million uh six million Jews were murdered in the Holocaust. You're not allowed to research it. You're not allowed. And that to me screams very highly why you should look into it yourself um and yeah there should be nothing you're not allowed to look into right we should be able to look into anything no no so oh yeah so again really controversial topic so katie you guys don't have conservatives who are right only left or did i miss here so in canada the political right, the conservative party of Canada is left-leaning. Um, actually, hold on. I'm going to pull up something really quick here. Uh, um, Let's just see if I can find it really quick. Oh, yes. Here we go. No, no. Just. Uh, okay. Let's check it out. Okay. So, Katie, this is the last thing I'm going to cover. Um, so, to give you an example of where our conservative party is. I'm going to show you a tweet from one of our conservative MPs. That's a member of parliament. So she is the official opposition to the government. Um, they have the second most amount of seats. She's supposed to be a conservative. Keep that in mind. She's from the most conservative area, allegedly, of, of Canada. And what would be the most conservative area, basically, of that province she should be she's from southern alberta okay she wears a cowboy hat yeehaw all that business this is her tweet from a while ago check this out let's pull this up so you guys can witness just to give you a taste of what of what we have to vote for around here so also keep in mind there are there there, there are other parties but they're very small and, and they won't be making a difference for a few elections. Um, although it's going pretty bad right now for the big parties, but let's check it out here. So 
let is look at this bonkersness. This insanity, we will say. Oh, yeah, here we go. Look at this. <laughs> look at this tweet. This is supposed to be a conservative MP saying this. Look at this. Yes, I humble myself and ask forgiveness and seek to make things right. I have privilege. I am cis, straight, and white. But I am also a woman who works in a system dominated by white maleness. But no excuses. I will do what I can. That is all I can do. But it is much. So, this is nuts. Um, this is barely, no one even knows what you're talking about. What does this mean? This is all I can do, but it is much. It's, it's insane. It's I, this is the, what's happening here? Does this, is this what a conservative is? Cause I'm not this. So if this is a conservative, I'm not conservative. I don't know what I am anymore, but I'm not this. I'm definitely not this thing. Where, how do I do it? Right here. I'm definitely not this. Well, they're all globalists, right? Like they're all bought and paid for by the, you know, they're, they're, yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's total poison. It's total nonsense. Uh, this is what we have to work with. So there isn't even a veneer. So one thing I will say is, yeah, in Canada, what you kind of have is you'll have like total party takeovers. So the whole party's been infiltrated. Whereas, you know, in, uh, in this, in the U S you can like still run as a rep. <sighs> You can still you can still run as a Republican, right? And um, you can still run as a Republican, uh, even though Republicans have been taken over by a lot of people like her. Um, oh, see, see, you know what though, you guys? She's conservative in name only. Um, you know, don't let them take the name conservative. I understand that, but honestly, like, it's kind of like when they take the term evangelicalism, like, okay, you take it. I'm just going to be biblically consistent. So whatever I am, it's not that. And no, they're not conservative at all because conservative, conservative would be like, what? When I think of conservative, the first thing I think of is, is, uh, is how you dress. Right? So, oh, that person dresses conservatively. Um, and that's the image I have in my mind of it, right? So, yeah, the, she's not conservative. She, they're using that term. And what you find is you get this backlash from people that vote conservative. Oh, you guys are fracturing the movement. You guys are fracturing the movement. She's a nut bar. She's awful. That... Not liking her isn't fracturing the movement. The fact that you guys will still vote for a party that has that in it and calls itself conservative is fracturing conservatism. Because if there was a mass exodus, you would actually be able to have another party to vote for. That would be good. We need to, we need to stop putting our differences aside. How's that? <laughs> like... 
this whole thing for the conservative movement, I got duped into it with the UCP in Alberta, was like, oh, we've, we're big tent conservatives. We've got to put our differences aside and, and beat the NDP. No, you Canada, Alberta, we deserve our leftist governments because we're unwilling to unhitch ourselves from something that just has conservative attached to it. But I think, yeah, I think you guys are right. Likely can only get elected being a conservative in Alberta, but no doubt would be a liberal if she was in Ontario speaking in those mostly. Well, yeah, so this guy, uh, Peter's just saying, you know, she's has to run as a conservative. Well, here's the thing, right? There are no, like, uh, in, in Alberta or in Canada, there's very few, like, upstart you know, politicians that just make their way onto the scene and they take over by force and it's like super amazing and awesome. That doesn't happen. Um, they're always, they always have some kind of political background. They always have family connections. Um, you have to be pretty elite to, to even get, get the ability to run as an MP. So keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah, I hear conservative and think anti-abortion, but I like your point. Yeah, how about that as a standard? Um, I think conservatives should not like murdering babies, and basically the entire party either is pro-killing babies or won't say that they're not because they don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah, exactly, Peter. Ralph Klein, when I got my surplus money that one time. If you guys don't know, look up Ralph Bucks. One time he gave everybody in Alberta who was over eight, was there anyone over 18? He gave everybody in Alberta 400 bucks. It was pretty awesome. Um, because we had such a surplus that he was like, yeah, let's give everybody 400 bucks. Like just, just awesome. Those were the good old days. Anyway, guys, I better sign out here. Um, please concentrate on biblical truth. Apply everything you're seeing to the Bible, how to conduct yourselves, making connections. Don't jump, don't jump to crazy conclusions. I know there's people that will think it's hilarious that I'm saying not to jump to crazy conclusions, but don't jump to crazy conclusions. Put everything together, lay it out, and lastly, research this town that burnt down and and the doctor... Um, who has had his career affected for defending his patients. Just look into the stuff yourself. Looking for weird connections. Send it to me, please. Be awesome. And uh, yeah, all right, guys. Have a great night.